You wave at me. You wave at me. Time to say hello. Hello. Welcome what? to the show. To the show? That was such a bad... Let's... Shall we try that again? One more time. Here, here. Let's try it again. One, as two, if, three. As if nothing had ever happened before. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show. show! Yeah, that was professional, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. can you believe it? This is episode... Uh, let me think now. Uh, one, two, three. What comes after three, Taylor? Four. Please <gasps> learn how to count. Oh, four. Four episodes. I'm excited. Are you excited? Ecstatic. Yeah, I can tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People, she's positively bubbling over there. Yeah, you can't see it, but the bubbles are happening. Well, welcome to the YWAM News. I'm your anchor, Gunter, gonna do something more interesting. Today's top story, after a disappointing summer, Humpty Dumpty's expecting a great fall. Oh my gosh, when will this torture end? Oh, I don't know. When does the show end? Mm -hmm. Mm, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've had memories. Okay. So this week we're going to continue our theme of outreach and what that means following on from our adventures at the Fringe in Edinburgh in our last episode. Here, what's all that old cobbler's about outreach then, eh? What's that even mean? Out to what? Out to lunch if you ask me. <laughs> hey, Cranky. Well, that's a really good question. Uh, outreach for us simply means reaching out to a community, making a connection, seeing... Uh, in what ways we can help the people that we encounter to encounter God. Encounter who? En encounter God. You, you know, the, the the man with the plan, the, the big guy upstairs. Uh... What, you mean like we're not supposed to, like, I don't know, look after ourselves and stuff? Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you, Cranky? But, contrary to popular belief, the Lord does want to meet with you and uh, give a, make a connection with you and basically, yeah, Show his character and his nature to you and show him how your life can, I don't want to say improve, but how your life can be completed with him. Nah, I'll have to get back to you on that one, love. Okay, well, getting back on track. Oh, man, who is it this time? It's like a 585 bus. Nothing for days and then three at once. Mm-hmm. Hello, dear. Hey, Queenie. Lovely to hear from you again. How have you been? Oh, well, dear. Um, I thought I'd just give you a quick call to congratulate you on your recent outreach. Ah. I think wonderful how you young people go out and help others who are disadvantaged and, well, um, needing help. Oh, uh, Queenie, that is so sweet of you, but really that's not the kind of outreach that uh, we did. Although there are plenty of examples of other kinds of outreaches. Um, in fact, we're going to be hearing from a good friend of ours in a few moments who's going to be sharing more about his adventures, and they are very, very different from ours. In fact, why don't we cut over to that interview now, and maybe you can tell us what you thought of it later, Queenie, if you feel so inclined. Thank you for calling. Uh, so how about we go ahead and roll the clip of the interview that I got to have with my dear friend Adam and hear what his experiences and thoughts are about outreach. All right, and thank you everybody for coming to hear this interview. I've got Adam in the studio with me. Uh, say hi, Adam. Hi. He's supposed to say hi, Adam, but that's okay. We'll hi, get him Adam. to. There we go. That's better. All right, <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. 
So I've got Adam here, and we're going to do some interview questions and just hear about his perspective on what outreach is and just kind of some of his experiences and if he has any advice for us to bring into our everyday lives. That'd be kind of cool, too. Um, but yeah, Adam, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Cool. Remember in the cold of Scotland? Yeah, it's it's cold up here, and I'm I'm barely surviving, but I'm surviving. I'm still standing. Nope, we're, we're not going to stop that. That's copyright. Anywho. So what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and we'll just hear about what you have to say. So one of the things that uh, we wanted to hear from you is if you had any particular stories about outreaches that you've done in the past, um, anything that you think stands out or is interesting or fun, whatever you think. Anything like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots of little memories I've got uh, from outreaches or unintentional outreaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I remember once getting a passport in two hours when um, I was convinced that, well, I was told that was impossible and it was impossible. And then I told my friend and he said, well, let's ask God. And then he said, God said, well, you'll have it in two hours. And the lady that told me it's impossible to get it in less than four uh, called me back up two hours later and gave me a passport. And I remember thinking I didn't even have time to kind of share the gospel with her or anything like that. It was just we were on this sort of, rush to get to the next thing and um yeah i just remember thinking when god wants to do something it, it doesn't matter even what faith i had for it he yeah. just does it um he's good like that yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. i i think there's there's been a few times where i've i've been very aware of uh, uh, of that kind of thing of god just doing stuff i remember once i needed to get on a plane with some friends that was leaving in 40 minutes in uh, somewhere in africa and um it was before the days of smartphones and um my phone would go on the internet, but very slowly. And I didn't actually have my ticket except on my email. And someone came up to me in a uniform and, long story short, basically told her colleagues to put me on the plane that I wanted to get on. And I, I couldn't even get my ticket. So I had no proof that I even had a ticket um, to get on the plane. And um, But it, again, it just worked out and they put me on the plane and I, had to, I got to skip all the queues and everything. Um, but again, it wasn't from me praying, I need a way through this. It was just God doing things. Um, yeah, and I think um, I think, I think, think probably some of, some of my favourite memories of doing outreach stuff is when I've not been trying. Oh, yeah. Like the uh, it's kind of God sneaks up on you type moments. And, um, yeah, like in the last episode, we, we talked about the Fringe Festival and how one of the big things about it was that <laughs> most of the time our most successful times of outreach was actually whenever we stopped thinking about doing the outreach and we're like yeah. okay god just do whatever you want to do and then he would because again he's good like that yeah, yeah i think that's uh, i think that's definitely been my experience it's, it works better when i get out the way and just say yes <laughs> yeah I, I remember once i was i was in belgium and this was our our uh, ywam outreach when we were doing our our dts and um i i had to drive a car somewhere and park it up and then we were off the clock. So I thought, well, I'm, it was during the World Cup. So mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to sneak into a pub, not sneak into a pub, go into a pub and have a uh, have a pint by myself and just enjoy the second half of this football match on my way home. Yeah. And I was determined to just not have to talk to anyone. I was just going to go in and enjoy the football. And I sat down and I think maybe I hadn't even got to ordering a pint and this man walked up and sat down next to me, right next to me. There was about eight empty seats, but 
he was clearly but that in the was the best one there yeah. yeah okay and um long story short he found out i was a missionary he'd been educated in a school run by missionaries in india although he wasn't a christian nice. he yeah wanted to give back to the church so he bought my pint um, right yeah which, the pint for jesus exactly yeah. yeah that was his way of kind of giving giving, <laughs> giving back to the church yeah i mean who am i to say no <laughs> <laughs> But the conversation quickly then went on to, he worked in finance and it turned into this conversation about the corruption of the banks and mm-hmm. the reality of the gospel, all these kind of things. And then of all the empty seats, someone else came and sat on the seat to my left and this was a Czech guy um, who essentially then, he bought me a pint um, and they didn't know, you know, I'm some poor missionary or something. <laughs> they were just being friendly to a complete stranger. Yeah. Maybe that's what they do in Brussels. Um the Indian guy left and this Czech guy started asking questions about Jesus. And I literally had gone in the pub to be by myself, really. <laughs> and Not even looking for anything like that at all, yeah. Um, and you can, you know one of those moments, you can just tell God has lined this up. And I didn't even see it coming. Mm-hmm. And this guy just, he was so hungry to know about Jesus. And like the... Pr- prayer was actually heard and that you could hear God speak to you and that God mm-hmm. could heal and you know he could actually change your life and mm-hmm. uh, and we ended up and football match finished I mean, we'd started talking about the football but it had gone got into this and and I remember we left the pub when I overheard the staff talking to each other about how they really needed to lock up and we both looked around hint, hint, and we wink, were the wink. only people left in oh the my pub gosh. <laughs> and we went out in the street and then he just wanted to know more and more um and we kind of departed with me having told him, yes, and you can get to know Jesus. Um, yeah. And then a, maybe a week week or so later, we, I was with the team and we just finished our schedule for the day, our kind of scheduled outreach. We're in another bar in another part of town. And um, suddenly this guy just appears out of nowhere. And, and one of the team got to like really lay out the gospel to him. And, yeah. It, and it was just so clearly there's no way we could have orchestrated it in a city as busy as Brussels with during the World Cup, every bar yeah. eventually gets rammed at some point, and, and this one certainly was, and yet this one guy that we'd had this amazing conversation with just happened, of all the bars in the world, you know, <laughs> he had to walk into us, and and it was just so clearly that God was pursuing this guy, you know. Yeah. So it was really, it was really good. See, I, gosh, I like that. That's really cool. One, one more funny one. Yeah? More funny one, fond memory. Once I was in Ukraine, and a guy offered to pray for me to grow a beard. A beard. Yeah, that was an interesting outreach experience. Anyway. Okay. As it, as it goes. Bless my beard. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess because you do have a lot of stories, obviously. Um, and so you've had a lot of experience uh, over the years. But what was it like before you ever went on your first outreach? Like, what were some of, <laughs> what were like some of like the preconceived ideas that you had? Um Cause like, I know like growing up for me thinking about outreach, I'm like, oh, well, obviously I go to like Mexico and I paint a church or I, and this is probably going to get me like in a little bit of hot water. But most of the time I would think if you were in a youth group, you go on vacation for like five days and then you do work for one day. Like that's, <laughs> that was like my typical idea of like, oh, that's obviously what outreach is. I'm going to go have a grand old time mm. and then play with some kids or something. But we yeah, had like, what, what were some of like your ideas? before you ever went on outreach and then I guess yeah so what were some of your ideas and then what changed about that afterwards right well well at first I guess I only really learned the word outreach 
after maybe a couple of years of being a Christian, in all honesty. So I, I didn't really even know what to think, I think. But I, I, yeah. I, I kind of met Jesus and immediately, I, I, I guess I got saved or whatever the phrase should be, on a, on a gap year or mm-hmm. into a gap year or something, um, which was all evangelistic. I, I really only joined because I wanted to know Jesus more, but it turned out you had to work with kids and <laughs> share the gospel and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so we we do organised, I guess, what you could call outreach. Now we work with schools and mm-hmm. played sports in the streets and parks and chat to kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I hit I hit that without any expectation. But then it I didn't even think of that as mission. It was just my job while I was doing this gap year. Yeah. But I think once I started really thinking about about it, I guess I I, I thought outreach would be just full of miracles and mm-hmm. you know like you hear these romantic ideas about smith wigglesworth walks on a train and someone hits the deck and they're crying and repenting and he hasn't even <laughs> opened his mouth type thing so i think i thought it'd be full of people getting healed and crazy adventures and i don't know demons getting kicked out or whatever you know typical outreach yeah yeah, yeah you know every day this is what happens yeah right? um but yeah I th- I, i'd say i'd say my my preconceived ideas were more around how people respond to the gospel. It was all, you're going to tell people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's going to do something to heal people mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're going to be, wow, Jesus is amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to happen. I, d- I don't think I had any of those ideas about social action or mm-hmm. helping people or like mercy. Like in the everyday, like youth yeah. work and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was very much just the job that you did, if you know what I mean. I didn't really see it when I thought of outreach it was all like these Mm. romantic missionary stories I guess yeah yeah well then I guess um what would be one the number one piece of advice for you I guess for people who are considering going on an outreach for the first time because obviously like you and I have had our ideas and then those have changed over (sighs) the years um but yeah, for the future generations that are like looking into missions, um, what would you say is the number one thing that they should carry with them? Um, I, I'd say, in all honesty, abide in Jesus and trust Him. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, sometimes we're all about what we're, what what we're achieving and what we're doing yeah which which is good and right you know um but i think it doesn't matter if it's outreach or anything else in our life increasingly i realize if you lose track of your relationship with jesus in the mix of it yeah then often it it's just frustrating or fruitless and stuff so i would say trust him but do that dynamically don't just have this passive trust but like talk to him ask him trust he's going to speak to you ask what he has planned what he wants you to focus on and and I'd say remember when we go on outreach, especially in short term mission things where it's a more condensed period of time, that we're not going on outreach for him. Mm-hmm. We're going on outreach with him. Yeah, because um, he can do it regardless. Yeah, he, absolutely. but he loves to do it with us. Yeah, yeah. I think of Esther, and you know, if you don't do it, he'll get someone else to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a moment to have fun with Jesus yeah. and, and see what he wants to do and have an adventure. Um, but but really, he definitely he definitely carries the lion's share of actually making anything happen. I think. Yeah. So. No kidding. Well, yeah. Thank you. One last question, and it's just a short one. 
But what would be your definition of a successful outreach then? Now, regardless of like what type it is, like mercy ministry or youth work or things like that, what would you consider a successful outreach across the bar? Uh, in my opinion, it's just simply one that's that's been led by the Lord. That we mm-hmm. we've asked God, what what do you want to do? What do you want us to do? What, what should our focus be? Mm-hmm. And we've obeyed Him, and not just I've heard this before. We went and then we went and we did that thing for a week, but mm-hmm. that we've lived a daily relationship with the Lord, and we've been open to Him saying, you know, He might say, stop and talk to that person, mm-hmm. or He might say, hey, today let's go play on the beach and this is going to happen or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not be specific as that, you know. Um, but I think sometimes we can set our own expectations and they can be too high and we get really disappointed or too low and we don't take any risks or or have any adventures. Mm-hmm. We just kind of lean back. And I guess that's maybe where the vacation thing can come from, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think um, the Lord just knows what to do and he knows how to lead us. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it, he wants to do stuff out outreach is going to impact the people that are reached and mm-hmm. the people that are doing the reaching yeah um yeah and i think i think it just all centers around our relationship with jesus that's really good oh thank you so much adam thank you for coming in thank you for being available to answer questions and who knows maybe we'll have you again on the show another time but yeah hope you have a good day and that's us see ya Oh, man, that was so good. Uh, That was a fantastic interview. Um, A completely different perspective. And no doubt, uh, you listeners, you're going to be listening, thinking, you know, my perspective is completely different. And hey, why not comment? Why not ring in? Why not send us an email about your experiences? Maybe we'll get the opportunity to share parts of them on the show. Yeah. Um, That email address, I'm sure you've heard it on other episodes, but it is youwaveatme at YWAMScotland.org. Well, popular demand has driven us to include yet another singing f- with Auntie Gail song. Uh, over to you, Auntie Gail. YWAMies, Christianies, we love cheese, cheesy songs. Time to sing along with Auntie Gail. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all the time. And this next verse, you're going to put in your own place where you live. So you live in Edinburgh, put in Edinburgh. You live in Paisley, put in Paisley. Let's give it a go. I'm putting in West Kilbride. Shine all over West Kilbride, I'm gonna let it shine. Shine all over West Kilbride, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all the time. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all the time. And we're pretty much at the end of the show. I've enjoyed the show. Thanks for... um joining us here yeah guys thanks for coming and listening for us now listen out for episode five because it'll be coming directly after episode four conveniently this one one day michael will learn to count people Mm, let's not push our luck okay all right bye bye you wave at me you wave at me time Time to to say say bye-bye